0: Hi everyone. Thank you for joining Circle of Parks podcast. This is episode 1. You are here with Zach and Brittany. And there is so much to see and do. We are here to help guide you through Disney.
1: That's right. We're here to help guide you through. And uh, this is episode number one. We're doing it.
0: Yes, it's about time.
1: We've been working on this for a bit. And uh, here we are. So in today's podcast, uh, our first one, we're going to be just introducing ourselves and talking about what this podcast is going to be about and how we're going to be different than other Disney podcasts out there. So there are a lot of other Disney podcasts out there and they talk a lot about news and they talk a lot. There are a lot of experts out there that have their own travel agencies and they are in the parks every week, but we're not experts at all.
0: Correct. And then there's some that will share stories of rides when they themselves haven't even been on that particular ride where what we are going to share is our own experiences. And when we discuss things, it's going to be from our point of view and something that we have actually done.
1: So why don't you tell us about
0: yourself? Uh, So my name's Brittany, uh, mom of our two boys, ages uh, six and nine. And uh, they keep us busy. They're very much into soccer right now. Um, And so no complaints there, but those are our weekends. Um, Disney for me, I fell in love with it initially when I was young, about eight years old, took my first trip to Disney with my grandparents. And um, I was always a a Disney fan with all the Disney animated movies. I grew up at the time with Little Mermaid. Uh, I think that came out when I was um, starting kindergarten. And then uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, all of that was in my elementary school years. So anyway, um, went on my first Disney trip at eight, loved it, obviously had some good memories with grandparents, went again a few years later with grandparents again. Um, I was lucky to have that opportunity, uh, enjoyed it just as much. Um, fast forward several years later, um, didn't have a chance to go back until uh, Zach and I took our kids about two and a half years ago and it's definitely a different experience when you're an adult and seeing things through your kids eyes and you getting to be a kid yourself too
1: yeah so um for me i went once when i was a child i was five years old i vaguely remember vaguely vaguely remember it i remember being at Magic Kingdom and wanting to ride Dumbo, but the ride was too long, so we didn't ride it. And then I remember going to... It was MGM Studios back then. It had just opened up. And Hollywood Studios... Sorry, not Hollywood Studios, but MGM Grand, MGM Studios, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit was the big, big movie. And it was a really good movie. I had been watch watched it several, several times. And I remember a lot of the stuff that opened up with MGM Studios was very heavily related to who framed Roger rabbit. So I remember now when we go back now, I always look for, there's still a few little remnants of the who framed Roger rabbit stuff in the park. Not a lot, but just a little bit. And so that was my first experience. Haven't been back since then. Um, fast forward 30 years and, uh, We have two boys and Disney was always a topic when we had the two boys of when we were going to go, if we were going to go, all that stuff. And I figured we were going to be a one and done family. It was Disney. I was like, I don't want to deal with all this stress. It's going to be a busy, busy trip. It's expensive, lots of planning. And I just, I was wanting to put it off as long as possible. And our best friends, um, who are DVC members and, annual pass holders talked us into going this was in 2019 fall spring break of 2019 and the year prior was a particularly rough year for me and our family um, I lost my grandmother that year and we had been It was just I was just looking forward to getting through it and so we got there and I was like okay when's this Disney magic going to kick in actually my first thought was we saw the pool. We, we stayed at Saratoga Springs. We had a great two-bedroom place at Saratoga with our friends. They paid for it with all their DVC points, which we appreciate them for doing that. Um, and it was right across from Disney Springs, which actually was a really cool view. Like We could have walked to Disney Springs. and I mean, it was a five-minute walk. Um, but I remember seeing a lot of people to the pool, and my first thought was, who goes to the pool while they're at Disney? Uh, why would you waste your time at the pool? That just made no sense to me whatsoever. But obviously now it makes perfect sense of why you go to the pool at Disney. And and pool days are so important at Disney. But that was my first initial thought. And um, we ate dinner that night at STK Steakhouse. And let me tell you, the food was great. But if you're wanting a Disney experience and if you're wanting to go and catch up with friends you haven't seen in a year, STK Steakhouse is not the place for you. It was a nightclub with food and drinks. basically. And again, great restaurant, but not if you want to go with the family and have catch up with friends. It's more of a date night, just me and you go, not with the kids and stuff. So the next day we're at Magic Kingdom and it didn't really start off to a great day. You know, we waited in line at customer relations for, sorry, guest relations for a bit, later finding out we really didn't need to. So that was like an hour. And then the boys got their haircut at the the barbershop there, which was our our friend's son's first haircut, which was great. Um, But our boys didn't quite have the best experience. Our youngest got picked first to go, and that made our oldest a little mad. And then it, yeah, dealing with two boys that are competitive with each other, that just didn't set, the tone was set for a bad day. In my opinion. Would you agree or would you disagree with
0: that? Yeah, but then you have boys that are also getting hungry and stuff. So things picked up once we were able to eat lunch.
1: They did. Well, we ate. Our first Fast Pass was for Space Mountain. Again, we had I had no idea what we were doing. We had planned nothing on this trip. Zero. We had we just, no idea. We just said, here, we'll show up. You plan the rest. And that's what we did for our, our friends planned everything. We had no idea what we were doing. We hadn't researched any rides. Nothing. And our first fast pass was for Space Mountain and our oldest son, and our youngest couldn't ride it yet. He wasn't tall enough and he actually got to go again with uh, our friends because their son isn't right. Old our either.
0: older son got to go again, yeah
1: so he had a really good time with that. and I started kind of loosening up a little bit. Then. And that's when I started loosening up a little bit. I was like, okay all right, I think we can have a good time. you know maybe we're not just gonna get through this.
0: But meanwhile, with our youngest, we're having to entertain him, got him, you know, some treats and stuff um, in Tomorrowland because, you know, he's there waiting on everybody to ride this ride and not understanding why he can't and, you know, I want to go do this, but we're having to wait on everybody else, so.
1: Yeah, so it didn't start out that great. We had lunch at the Crystal Palace, which was good. You know, it wasn't, the food's not great. It was good. Uh, We saw the Winnie the Pooh and everybody from Seven Acres Wood, which was cool. And then our friends talked us into doing Mickey's Farm Magic. I know it's just, it's just a show. It's just a 40, it's a cool 40 show. But this is what changed everything for me. And I still get kind of teared up thinking about it. When our friends said, let's go do Mickey's Farm Magic. I was like, ah, what is, I don't even know what that is. Why?
0: Yeah, why don't we do a ride instead right. is what we were thinking. Exactly,
1: yeah. And so we went and did it, and I had no idea what to expect. No clue, no nothing. No idea. Complete blind blinders going into it. And the first part was cool. They start with the the symphony and Donald's being goofy Donald and all that, you know. And then they go into, you know, looking for the, the sorcerer's hat or Mickey, you know, for Mickey. And they go through the movie spiel. They go through Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. They and they play the major major songs from those. They go through Aladdin,
0: Peter Pan, Peter Pan, and uh, Fantasia. Fantasia,
1: and they end with Aladdin, and then the oh, end Lion of it, Lion King. Lion King, yes. And then they end with you know getting the magic you know the hat back and Mickey getting the symphony together and, and ending with the M I C E K E Y I and I'll get chucked up with it. <laughs> and I'm going to explain why in a minute, but. That left tears in my eyes, and it shouldn't have done that. And I get choked up about it now, but it should not have done that. So I'm walking out of there with tears in my eyes, and it just clicks. I don't have to be dad right now. I don't. I can be a kid with my kids, and enjoy this trip. And it took a while for me to understand why I had such an emotional reaction to just Philhar magic, Mickey's Philhar magic. Why? It's just a 4D funny show, right? It's a good show. But what triggered that emotion in me? What did it? So after thinking about it for a while, I'm looking the time on here. We're good. (laughs) So after thinking about it for a bit, I got to thinking about my childhood. You know, I had a fine childhood. Only went to Disney once, you know, we weren't didn't grow up wealthy or anything like that. And I got to thinking, what made it just click right then? And I grew up in the era of, and sorry, in the era of Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, you know, I think they call it Disney's Renaissance in the early 90s. You know, the TV shows I watched were Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, uh, what's the other ones? Um,
0: DuckTales.
1: DuckTales, you know, all that. That's what I grew up with. And my parents, we did not have the Disney Channel growing up. My grandmother, however, so I remember I would spend a lot of time at my grandmother's house on the weekends, like Friday night to go spend the night and watch TV and stuff. And I would watch Mickey Mouse and all that. So the Mickey's Mouse Clubhouse was really popular then. That was when Justin Timberlake and Pretty Spears and Christina Aguilera were on it, right? Which we didn't know who they were at the time, but we just watched Mickey's Mouse Clubhouse growing up. And at the end, they always ended it with the M I C K, And so it just clicked off I immediately went back to my grandmother's den in that wood-paneled room, you know, and with my grandmother passing away the year before, it just clicked. It brought that child out at me. And I think that's what Disney does. And they do it very well. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the trip went amazingly well. Um,
0: and yes, the answer real quick, if you're wondering, is later that day we did ride several more yes, rides. Yes, we did.
1: We ended up with another Fast Pass for some reason. I don't know why, but they said, hey, we got another Fast Pass. We did Splash Mountain. And that was the first ride that our youngest got to go on with us. And... I fell in love with... Uh, that was at the moment that I was like, okay, I could be a kid. I don't have to be dad right now. You know, and we all loved Splash Mountain. Um, and then we had a good rest of the trip. The next day, we decided to take off. We went to Legoland, which Legoland was great. But let me tell you, if you're going from Magic Kingdom the day before to Legoland, man... you <laughs>
0: Yes, you may want to do Legoland before you do Disney.
1: Yes, Legoland was great. Our boys enjoyed it, but you get have that expectation of that level of customer service and everything that Disney has and what makes the Disney park so special. And you go to Legoland, which is still a great park, but the the level of service is just not there. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the last two days, we did Hollywood Studios. No, then we did Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. I fell in love with Animal Kingdom. And Flight of Passage... There's something about Flight of Path. We'll get into this in later episodes, but it's an emotional experience. And it just, it takes you to another place. And so we just fell in love with Animal Kingdom, the park, what the park is about, the animals, the rides. It it, it is my favorite park. I'm going to say that right now. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but Animal Kingdom is my favorite park. And then the next day we did Hollywood Studios and it was great. They were still building uh, Galaxy's at the Time. So we didn't get to do any of that. But we did, you know, Toy Story Land and, and everything. And the, the one thing that sealed the deal for me about Disney is we had VIP tickets for Fantasia for later that night. And our oldest wanted to go ride uh, Tower of Terror. We didn't have a Fast Pass for Tower of Terror. And the wait was like 90 minutes. And we were eating at Rosie's All-American Cafe. And we are getting close to the time that we had to be going into Fantasia. And we walked. Fantastic. Up. Fantastic! I'm so I always call it Fantasia. Fantastic! I'm gonna I'm gonna make my mistake several times. <laughs> so we we walked away, and our oldest just starts screaming and bawling, and I just feel like the worst dad in the world. Like I just crushed my oldest son's dreams here at Disney World, you know. And as we're walking away, a man taps on my son's shoulders and gets down on his knee and says. It's okay, little boy. You don't have to cry. I have two. I have some fast passes. You and your you and your dad can come ride with me. And his tears immediately went away. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And our son was just so excited, so happy, and I had a great time. Uh, Tower of Terror is one of my favorite attractions. Uh, you're shaking your head. It is. We will get into that uh, in the next episode with our trip report from in June. Uh, that is Brittany's first and last time on Tower of Terror. We'll we'll provide a video on our uh, Instagram page uh, that will show uh, her reactions to that. However, so we did the ride and I kept asking the, the gentleman questions. I was like, oh, so who are you here with? He was by himself. I was like, so who are you here with? You know, um, and he was very vague in his answer. Then he was a very nice dressed person to be in the parks all day. You know, usually people like us were in a t-shirt, shorts, and very comfortable shoes. He was dressed relatively nice to be in the parks and Everything just kind of seemed not weird, but just like okay, there's something else going on here, right? So, got to ride it, had a great time, came home the next day. Um, later, found out that was a cast member who I guess their job is to go around just looking for upset children and to make their day, and that's what happened. We got—I think they call it being pixie dusted, but that's that Disney magic, right? And that sealed the deal for me. Once that happened, that sealed the deal. I remember we were flying back home that next day and I never get the Wi-Fi on flights, right? It's like an hour and a half flight for us back here to Nashville, but I was immediately on the phone. When can we come again? Look at, you know, hotels, prices. When are we going to go again? And we went again for fall break. Six months later, we were back again. So that's how much of an impact Disney made on me and why I fell in love and when I got to learn more about Walt and the struggles he went through, and what Disney stands for, Disney is all about making dreams come true, right? You can be anything you want to be, you just you just have to dream it, right? And and that's amazing for children to have, right? Every time I think of when you wish upon a star, like I still get a little teary eyed because I think maybe. Uh, Pinocchio was the first movie I've ever, ever watched at my grandmother's house. Cause when you hear Jimmy Cricket and when you wish upon a star, like I get, it immediately takes me back to my grandmother's house. And that's what Disney does. Disney gets that childhood in you and brings it out of you as an adult. But as a kid growing up and seeing that and knowing that you can do anything that you want to do, that's amazing. That's an amazing message. And I think it's a great message that they send to children. You just have to dream about it and you can do it. What Walt shows and once you learn more about Walt is. You have to work for that. It's not just going to be given to you. You can be whatever you want to do. You can be whatever you want to be, do whatever you want to do, but it's not going to be easy and you have to work for it. And those are values that we've tried to instill in our kids since they were born. And I think that it's it's going along great, but I think Disney is such a great example of that. and I, I, I think they see that. And I, I, I think we are living our best life. We are living our dreams come true. We've had to work for it. You're in the middle of a career change in your mid-30s going back to graduate school, but you're making it happen. I've worked hard to get where we're at and, and our kids see that. And so I think that's very important. And Disney, I think those values are instilled and in, in the kids see that growing up. And, and I think that's really important. I know I was a little long-winded on that.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine, but I, I agree. Um, you know, And, and plus now, obviously with Disney having Disney Plus and specials that go into more detail with all that. You know, our kids have watched some of those. And I know our oldest really picks up on, oh, wow, it didn't just happen in a day. You know, it it took a while to get to that point, whether it be uh, starting, you know, the Disneyland theme park or Disney World theme park. And then all the work that goes into making movies and the shows and, you know, all the hard work and hours that the Imagineers put in and, and so forth. So, um, so they see that, you know, in Disney with some shows we've watched and, you know, even the work, you know, being done for a while now on some of the rides that will be opening um, either October 1st or sometime next year. And, um, and then as Zach mentioned, just, you know, the hard work that we do um here as parents and me working on getting my master's degree
1: so that's the kind of who we are and a uh, little bit about us now we're going to talk about what this podcast is going to be and how we're going to be different than the other disney podcasts out there um as soon as we got back from that disney trip i started listening to podcasts i started watching youtube vloggers. i wanted to learn as much about disney as i could all the little behind the scenes things uh, All about Walt, how the rides worked, and finding out that there's so much detail and depth to these parks. that that There's nothing by accident in Disney World. There's just not. Everything has thought and meaning behind it. And after listening to... We found two podcasts that we really liked. Um, A lot of them are just news only. Some of them aren't even kid-friendly. And... And then there's a lot of podcasts that are experts that are own travel agencies and they're in the parks every week. But there wasn't anything that was really family focused. And we wanted to share our experience with our kids, what we've learned, what didn't work for us. And we hope that you, the viewers can share with us, um, your comments and and what's worked for you and maybe grow a community on Facebook and, and Instagram. And, and we can join this, have this family community of, of Disney goers. Um, we're going to go into kind of the history of, of attractions, uh, the emotional part, what makes them emotional to us? Why do they get that emotion out of us? there's no other theme park in the world that that does that and there's no other theme park in the world that has generations after generations after generation going to the parks i mean you'll see three generations at a time in the parks you know the grandmother's holding the newborn baby and you know the the adult's child are with their older children and and the grandparents are just enjoying being with everything why is that why does that happen and we're going to explore that because we kind of think about that. We're like, hey, when we have grandkids, you know, mommy, you know, you're going to be holding the grandbaby while we go off and enjoy Space Mountain or whatever, right? But you're going to enjoy that and we're going to enjoy
0: that, right? you
1: know. So we're going to dive into that and be a little more the emotional side of Disney. Um, we're going to find, we're going to go in depth with the attractions and talk about our experiences do some restaurant reviews do trip reports our next episode is going to be part one of our last trip in june it's it was an eight-day trip we're going to talk about that
0: We'll um, even share things on experiences with strollers without strollers um as well as do you take a pool day and not go to parks uh days where do you do the park or take a day to experience disney springs and other possible local attractions
1: right and there's we're going to have some underrated stuff overrated stuff restaurant reviews we're gonna it's going to be just kind of a catch-all of everything but more family oriented um so yeah what would you like to add
0: i was just gonna say we probably also you know we haven't necessarily necessarily stayed at all these places yet but we have been to a few other uh Disney resorts other than the ones that we've stayed at um you know whether it was for dinner reservations or whatnot or just to walk around um so we you know we'll probably share our experience just seeing certain lobbies um and you know or how you got there whether it was by a uh, boat or the monorail or bus or on occasion uber
1: yeah and uh we'll we'll do some news uh when big stuff happens i know the, the big big news that just happened is the new annual passes um i don't think we're gonna really dive into that it's kind of happened already there's been plenty of people covering the annual passes but if we get questions and stuff i guess we can give our opinions of it
0: you right know. and then um Is it the lightning fast lane? The lightning pass. Lightning pass. We'll Um, go
1: over that. Yeah. We have our opinions on that.
0: And Genie.
1: Disney Genie. Yeah. That's going to be along with the uh, app that goes along with my Disney experience. Yes.
0: So once there's that's active and more details come out and, you know, how, how it's working, we'll go over some of that as well. Yeah. So um,
1: if you want to get a hold of us you can email us at comments at circleofparks.com we're on facebook at facebook.com forward slash circle of parks and we're on instagram at circle of parks so uh thank you for listening and we'll see you next week goodbye